Live from Parts Unknown, it's the KNA Sports Picks Podcast. Halloween's a bigger lit town than being a Mets fan. Opening day, and here's the first pitch, and the season's over. Hey folks, yes, it's tough to be a Mets fan. Um, as you may or may not know, we lost our our closer, Edwin Diaz, for the start of the season. And then Justin Verlander just went on the IL, and Quintana is out for half of the season. So season just started yesterday, and already us Mets, we we can never get nice Christmas presents. It's always it's always something. Yeah, it's disappointing. I know there were um, you know just a month ago there was talks of the World Series. Um, you never know in baseball, but certainly is a disappointing start to the season for the for the Cohen brothers. So we're gonna we're gonna kick off today with our MLB. Uh, preview our fearless picks uh, but before we get into that so uh, TK what's what's happening in your neck of the woods how's everything in Colorado everything in Colorado is good um, yeah I don't think there's um, you know it's a new era for the Broncos the Colorado Rapids are horrible the but the Denver Nuggets and Avalanche are doing quite well, so fans are excited about that. And Boulder's a buzz with the arrival of Coach Primetime, who I don't know how that will work out, but he's he's, he's quite a wacky character. So yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, for those that haven't heard, <laughs> Deion Sanders is is the new coach for the Colorado uh, Buffalo. So um, you know he did great in a small uh, small school. Um, and so I think that's quite a hire. He was he was quite the character, quite the entertainer. There's a football player for the Dallas Cowboys, and so well, cool. Glad to hear Colorado is a is a buzz. So let's kick it off. Um, do you want to start off with the American League or the National League? Let's do the American League. Okay. So who do you have in the American League East? The American League East. I have the Yankees. Um, it seems like the prognosticators are fairly evenly split between the Blue Jays and the Yankees. But I think the Yankees, if they stay healthy, there's questions on their rotation. But I think their lineup is loaded as always. Um, I think they're going to hit a lot of home runs. And I think they're going to win the division. I actually think the Yankees... First four starters, Radon, uh, Garrett Cole, and company, are they probably one through four probably have the the best one through four pitching staff. But yeah, there is questions as far as how deep the rotation goes. So if they if the um, if Cole and Radon if they they stay healthy, um, you know I think I think they'll easily win the division. So yeah, I have the Yankees winning the division by by five games as as well. Um, so, over in the uh, American League Central, I see a lot of people are picking the Guardians. I'm going to go against the grain, and I'm going to pick the White Sox. I think the Cleveland Indians, um, you know, they have a good young team. Oh, Indians, I mean the Guardians. Um, 
So the Guardians have, uh, you know, they have a good young team. They don't hit as much home runs or power as the White Sox. I really like the White Sox lineup, and they do have some good young young pitchers. They just haven't put it together. I think, um, you know, they're due. They're due to put 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 it together, and I seem to pick them every year, and I'm gonna stick with them. So what do you think? See, I, I, I think the past two years I've picked the White Sox, and both years it's gone horribly. So. I have lost all faith. I'm sorry, White Sox fans. Maybe this will be the year for the South Side, but I'm going to go with the majority and pick the um, the um, Guardians. Um, I think they have they're young, they're um, talented, and I think now Cleveland, after the curse for the Red Sox and the Cubs was broken, I think Cleveland now is proudly owns the longest World Series. Um, victory drought, but I think they have a young team, so I think the next couple of years could be some good times for the Guardians. All right, all right. So, and, and, and some people are picking the Twins too, but I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see the Twins. I think the and, and, and too a lot of lot depends too on baseball is whether you know you get to uh, the trade deadline and you have the, the prospects and the money, and uh, the, the Twins just don't have kind of the resources that the White Sox or um, the Guardians have. But it was great for them to sign um, Correa, you know, returning back to the the Twins. Definitely. Uh, but uh, another Mets dagger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, the the Giants and the and the Mets both he failed their their physicals. Um, but, you know, he passed the the Twins uh, physical. Um, he ended up He's ended up uh, instead of having a three hundred million dollar contract, he's getting something like a two hundred million dollar contract. So, uh, how can you even spend all that in a lifetime? I mean, it's just tough time for Mister Gray. It's like monopoly money. Um, okay, so American League West, are we both on the Astros bandwagon? Yeah, yeah, I think the Mariners will continue their upward trajectory, but the defending world champion Astros, it's hard to pick against them. They've just been the model for consistency the past five years, and I think they will continue to win the AL West. Yeah, me too. I, you know, they, they are the cream of the crop of American League West. They've, they've dominated, and I think the Mariners, um, you know, will be a wild card, but just I don't. I don't see the Astros. Um, even with losing Verlander, they're just they're just too deep. Um, so speaking of wild cards, who do you have as your three wild cards? So I have the Blue Jays. Um, then I actually am going to head to the West and pick the Mariners and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Um, I think they've made some improvements. I think Trout. And Shohei Otani are going to be ready for prime time and both have great um, seasons. Um, they're always a team I root for um, to make the um, playoffs just because I think Trout is the greatest, possibly the greatest baseball hitter of all time. And he has not had a deep postseason uh, run. Um, so I would love to see that. Um, and I think they will sneak in for thanks to that third wild card spot. Well, that 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 would be cool. I'd like to see that. And plus, uh, uh, Shotani, um, he, you know, he's fascinating. You know, he 
he pitches. He's like Babe Ruth. He pitches and he hits. And he, he said he's he's also going to call his own pitches. Wow. So yeah, and he is going to. He's going. To, he's a free agent at the end of the year. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Angels can re-sign him or if he he signs with some other team. So who knows? He could be the first half a billion dollar baseball player. Wow. The Angels always fascinate me because they have arguably two of the some of the greatest players in baseball history, and they're just always so mediocre. <laughs> so that shows you, you know, depth, you know, because yeah. um, baseball's a long season. Injuries. So yeah. I, I agree with you on the Mariners and the Blue Jays for uh, wild card, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with the Orioles as as my third wild wild card team over the Angels or uh, or the Rays. My thought was the Orioles, young team last year. They they came close. They were they were in the wild card hunt. And I think another year of experience. Um, you know they're in a in a good market. I think they'll you know they'll be able to make make some trades. Maybe flip some of the young prospects for a key veteran that will will help them over the top. But so I, I definitely see the Mariners, Blue Jays and Orioles. Well, I'd love to see that because they have such a passionate fan base, just one of those great baseball towns. So I'd be, I'm sure the Camden Yards would be rocking for a postseason game. Okay. And who do you have winning the AL? This was a tough pick, but I think that this is the year the Yanks finally get over the hump they conquer their alcs demons i think the line the like you said their great rotation i think in the regular season they might have some injuries but if those four can be healthy going into the postseason to have those four starters in a five or seven game series with their uh, lineup um the astros i think have been so consistent for so long i think they're due for an early for an early playoff upset, um, you know it's baseball. There could just be a randomness, and they breeze through the um, ALDS for five straight years. I think they're due for an upset, and I think the Yanks finally get over the hump and bring the pennant to the Bronx. Yeah, they've been so close in in, in the years, and it's, a lot of times the playoffs is is a crapshoot. It's who gets who who's healthy, and you know who who goes on a hot streak. Um, so I want to go with the Yankees, but every year I go with the, the figuring it's the Yankees years, they don't win it. So I'm going to go with, uh, you know, a shot in the dark. I'm going to go with the, the White Sox. I like it. You know, a yeah. young team, they have a great lineup and, you know, I think in the, in the postseason, you know, oftentimes, you know, you, you need a, a deep lineup and they, they really have a, a deep offensive lineup so i'll go with the white Sox. who was that crazy white Sox manager or their 2005 world series team like ozzy ah uh, yeah ozzy guillen uh, so yes the ghost or the <laughs> spirit of ozzy guillen all right Bring the white Sox the pennant. now let's switch over to the national league east the senior circuit yes do you want to start i will start neighborhood. I, will, I will start um yeah before edwin diaz got hurt and quintana got hurt and verlander got hurt i i, I would have penciled penciled in the mets 
Heck, I even had a neighbor. I gave him a neighbor some money to bet bet uh, the Mets to win the World Series, and so I think Mets fan, any Mets fans listening, you can you can blame me for all the injuries because they all occurred after I placed the bet on the Mets to win the World Series. So I'm going to pick the Braves to win to win the division. I mean, they have a a deep lineup. Deep pitching staff. They've won the division past five, six years. So I don't see any reason why that they wouldn't win the division again. Unfortunately, I have to agree with you. I do not like the Braves, um, and I would love to see the Mets. But I think with these injuries, I think the Phillies, despite their postseason run, have less talent than the Braves. Braves might be the most talented team in baseball. Um, and over a 162-game season with the injuries facing the Mets, I think the Braves might win this division fairly comfortably. Yeah, I like the, the Phillies. I like their their pitching staff, their starting pitching staff in their lineup. But the problem with the Phillies have is their, their relief pitching. Um, yeah. So, you know, they can't compete with the Braves as, as far as relief pitching goes. So, yeah. Um, I definitely see the Braves. The Central, are we both going chalk with the Cardinals? I'm going chalk with the Cardinals. Um, I think the, the – I've seen a couple people go out on a limb and pick the Brewers, but I think over a 162-game season, the Cardinals just have the most talent. This is a fairly weak division, so I think the Cardinals will feast on all those games they get to play against the likes of the um, the um, Pirates. Um, the so Reds. The Reds, so I think the Cards will win it. Yeah, I, I don't. I see the Cards um, punching their tickets to the playoffs rather easily. Now, um, a more interesting division is the National League West, where where's the Dodgers have owned for years and the Padres have come up. I've seen a lot of prognosticators are picking the Padres. Do you a are lot. you going with the Padres or are you going with the Dodgers? This is a tough one, and I might, I'm going to stick with the Dodgers for another year. I think the, I think the Dodgers, for, for the Dodgers' standards, they had a very quiet free agency while the Padres swung for the fences. Um, so I think that's why people have the division tipping towards San Diego. But I like that. I think the Dodgers' strategy is they want to give – some young guys time to start and not necessarily sign older veteran free agents. And I think it's going to pay off. I think they have a loaded farm system. I think they have some young talent, but they still have some uh, veterans. I think the Padres are a great team, but with so many new players, I could see them. And it just seems like this is their MO. They're a very streaky team. They will go on runs, but then they'll start slow. So I think it's going to be close, but I still say that, the Dodgers eke it out for one more year. All right, yeah, I'm I'm going um, going with the Padres because Tatis is back, and you know with with Soto, um, they just they have a, fe- a fearsome lineup, and you know they have a deep pitching staff. I think they're all in. Um, so I, I'm going to go with, with the Padres. I think it, it's not going to be easy. The Dodgers, Dodgers are a great team, great organization, and they're always willing to, to make the big move to push them over, over the hump. But I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Padres to finally supplant the Dodgers. 
Um, so how about wild cards? Who are your three wild card teams? Well, I'll be interested to hear yours because two of my three are in the NL East. Yeah, um, so I think Mets and Phillies. Met, yeah, Mets, Mets and Phillies. So I have Mets, Phillies, and Dodgers. Yep, I have Mets, Phillies, and Padres. Okay. So I don't see anyone in the Central really. Or, no, yeah. no one in, in the Central. Um, you know, the Giants could could surprise, um, but um, I definitely. I think the Phillies will will hold on enough to, um, you know, to get that third wild card versus versus the Giants. Um, so National League, who who are you taking? You have the Braves, Cardinals, Dodgers, Mets, Mets, Phillies, and Padres. Oh, I don't like who I'm taking, but I think it's going to be the Braves. Um, Ooh, okay, okay. So so you have a Braves Yankees. World Series, which is kind of icky to uh, a yes. Mets fan. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mets fans. No, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, we've 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 suffered through those World Series before, so that's fine. We can handle it. I'm going with the Padres, um, and um, you know, part of it is is a really really. I think they have the the best lineup in in baseball but um there's also your theory on on why you did so well on the um, basketball um yes it's like uh, yeah. okay of these of these cities that we just mentioned which city would i like to visit if i was to go to a world series game san diego san diego yeah <laughs> you know yeah yeah for the listeners that don't know i made a bracket where i chose every game based on which city I'd rather visit, and it's currently in second place. And if San Diego State wins, I think it will move to first place. So, so there you go. So I have I have the Padres and the White Sox, and I have the Padres winning the World Series. Yankees, ugh. Braves, ugh. Which, well, which Padres White Sox? That would be fun. That'd be two, you know, long starving franchises. Um, that would, and man, I watched some of the um, Padres playoffs games last year. And I think because the Chargers left, the Padres are the one team left in San Diego. And that ballpark was loud. The fans were passionate. It's a fun team. So I think that could be a very rocking place to play the World Series in. Um, I'm going to pick the Yankees. I think Captain Aaron Judge, new captain of the Yankees, finally gets his ring. Um, I think this is just a team that's been knocking on the door for a while. I think if the rotation can stay healthy, then they can shut down the Braves' uh, lineup over a seven-game series. And I think World Series number 28 comes home to, to the Bronx. But next year, 2024, Queens will roar back and the Mets will uh, will come back there's there's too much um injuries this year but the mets will be back let's go mets all right so um and the they... rockies will go to just a little note on the rockies i think the rockies will win 69 games and just miss out on the 70th win so Aww. sorry rockies fans <laughs> poor rockies maybe in a couple of years you never know and I think MLB did a like when they expect the next team to make when 
your uh, favorite team when they should next make the um, playoffs. And for the Rockies, they said that they had no date. It was an indefinite, <laughs> I don't know, because of the division they play in. They're one of the worst farm systems in baseball and one of the cheapest owners. So. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, well. But it's a nice place to see a ball game. Yeah, it's a pretty ballpark, and at least there's the Broncos and uh, Avalanche. Um, the speaking of football, just just a uh, you know quick note, um, you know for all our Seahawks fans out there, things are looking mighty mighty fine. So we've shored up we shored up the defense. Um, Bobby Wagner's back. We re-signed Gino, we re-signed Geno Smith. Have the number five and and twenty picks in the NFL draft. So I. Things are things are looking uh, are pretty good for for the Seahawks. In other NFL news, um, you know, NFL is still waiting for Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson to sign. So um, that's uh, that's what's what's going on in the NFL. You have any thoughts on NFL offseason? Well, just the whole Aaron Rodgers Jets. It just reminds me of. For those who recall the Brett Favre experiment, and for so, the Jets, yeah. So the Jets signed um, Favre back in two thousand eight. When the, it's similar situation, he was about thirty eight, thirty nine years old, and he was going to retire. But you know, he decided he wanted to play one more year, and you know, the Green Bay Packers traded him to the Jets, and then at the end of that year they started out well but he got an elbow injury and it became just another dystopic jet season that just reminds me too eerily of that um i think rogers is a great quarterback so i would love to see him get one more run with a good team um it'll be fascinating to see where lamar jackson lands um but i think Great move for the Seahawks, signing uh, Geno Smith, a competent quarterback, shoring up the defense, getting some young prime to get some young uh, talent in this draft. I think, you know, in this year, if things stack right, they could challenge for the for the uh, West. Yeah, I think they're going to win the West, um, but we'll we'll see how the offseason and the draft plays out, whether I pick them to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, so we've got uh, three or four listener questions. Um, so you ready for to handle some listener questions? I'm ready. All right. Uh, first one is Dakota from your neck of the woods in the great, great state of Colorado. And she wants to know if, uh, you know, our summer vacation, would we plan or how would we plan a summer vacation around attending the ballpark? Yeah, so I think this is a great question. So I think I would, I would choose a, I would do a three-city Southern California swing. So I would start in Los Angeles and see um, Dodger Stadium. I think that would be a lot of fun, one of the great iconic ballparks. Then I would go to an Angels game a little bit. I don't know if Anaheim is south or north of Los Angeles. Do you know from your Los it's Angeles? South. And I would head south. I would um, 
It's not a great ballpark, but I would love to see Trout and maybe see if Shohei is uh, pitching. I think that would be a heck of a lot of fun. Then I would end it in the great city of San Diego. Like I said, I think that's a great ballpark, great place to watch a game. Um, that'd be a lot of fun to sit back, watch those home runs. Um, so I would, and then in between those ballparks, I would spend a lot of time on the beach, Torrey Pines, do some hikes. Be a great trip. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be, I mean, San Diego, we just talked about how great San Diego is. Dodger stadium is, is a lot of fun. So that, that would be, that would be very, very cool trip. Um, so my trip would be Chicago. I think, I think, uh, haven't really been to Chicago maybe for one day. So I, I'd visit Chicago, the, all the great architecture and see the historic Wrigley field. So I think, yeah, I think, and and I've heard that, uh, you know, get a rent a car and CK and I would, you know, drive up to Michigan. Um, apparently there's some really beautiful, uh, lakes and forests and stuff. So I think, I think that would be, that would be the summer, summer plan is, is Chicago catch a Cubs game and then drive up to Michigan. Here's hoping for some lottery winnings. Yes. Make our summer dreams come true. All right. Next question is from the great Ted Lasso. Ah. He's, uh, he's in London and he, he wants to know what we think is the most boring sport to watch. So, I think it's actually, I went back and forth between golf and wrestling, but I think with golf, even if it's boring, you still have those beautiful vistas. You know, golf is always played in such beautiful areas that it can still be fun just to see the courses, the, you know, I love St. Andrew or that one golf course in Scotland that's on the coast, Um, just really beautiful. But wrestling, and I'm not talking like the WWE, I know that can be exciting. I'm talking like the Greco-Roman, like what they do in college, what they do. I think they do it in the Olympics too, but I've watched it once or twice. And let me tell you, it sounds so exciting for a sport, but it is really boring. Um, They just kind of do the same thing. I guess if you're a wrestling diehard, there's probably like subtleties, but there's not a lot of pins. It just seems like they move around in the ring for a few seconds. The ref blows his uh, whistle. They they move some more. The ref blows, and I just can't tell what's going on. There's not a lot of uh, variation. So I will, you will not find me going to a wrestling tournament or watching it anytime soon. Sorry to our wrestling fans. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's just a bunch of a bunch of uh, men or women grap- grappling and tossing tossing each other and you know it's it's hard to if unless you you are you know you wrestled in high school or something it's hard to tell you know what constitute a point um, exactly so it can be a little confusing um, <clears throat> so mine is you know I thought about golf um, but like you said it's very picturesque and um it's a great sport to take a nap watching watching golf you know especially the way that the announcers talk he's on number nine he's got a 20 foot putt because they talk in whispers and before you know it if you're watching it on a sunday afternoon you're you're dozing but i think even more boring to watch is curling so curling is just it to me it's like 
you know, I might as well just go to the senior senior community center and watch watch older people play shuffleboard because to me it's the same thing. You know, you know, a broom versus that little stick that they have in shuffleboard, and and you're you're sending the object down to to a target. Um, so I I can't understand why it's an Olympic sport. To me, it's it seems more like it should be a hobby and not a sport. Well, sorry to our northern neighbors who love their curling, but we will not be covering it on the KNA Sports Podcast. No, no, we won't. <laughs> we won't have any, you know, picks of the great curling league, Can- Canadian leagues. Um, okay, so we have, uh, you, you know, that we actually have people in in heaven. Um, that listen to the podcast, and we have uh, author, great nineteenth-century author from from the great country of Russia, uh, Tolstoy, and oh. and he wants to know uh, what what books, um, any books that we've read recently that we would recommend to to our listeners. Yeah, well, do you want to take this one? Yeah, first? so I just uh, a compatriot of yours, uh, Mr. Tolstoy. Um, Dostoevsky, he he wrote a book called The Brothers Karamovs, and I just I just finished it. And what I what I liked about it is that there, there's three brothers. I don't want to give too much of away, but the three brothers um, kind of represent um, you know a spirituality moralist in Aloysia. Uh, Ivan was the intellectual, and Dmitri was the hedonist. So um, at the time that uh, Dostoevsky wrote the book was this great uh, push for intellectualism, atheism. So this was kind of a book, I think, that, that Dostoevsky wrote about, you know, what, what would replace the more moralism of, of religion. So I don't want to get too much into the details of the book, but he brings up some fascinating to- topics about intellectualism versus, you know, moralist and the dangers of hedonism, um, you know, being egotistical and, and thinking about oneself. So um, yeah, I highly, highly recommend it. It's in my top three, three books. Also, Jordan Peterson has um, some, some good articles and videos on, you know, Dostoevsky and several of his books, including, including the Brothers Karamovs. Awesome. Well, that's high on my list too. So I will um, read it soon. And I, I just, I, I don't have an opinion because I just started it, but I'm trying to read Dostoevsky's The Idiot. Um, and so far the first few chapters, I can, it's um, excellent, great character. So I'm excited to continue to read that. Um, also excited. I started. Oh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. What is the premise of the idiot? Um, the idiot is, um, so there is a man, um, a prince who he has, um, epilepsy, which Dost, which Dostoyevsky had too. Um, and he returns abroad from Switzerland where he was staying to get his disease cured. He comes back and he is, a very gentle man, very nice, um, kind in all his dealings, um, just has a very innocent way of seeing the world, kind of is just what's described as a, um, a um, beautiful soul. 
and he comes back to Russia and he's kind of thrust into society where everyone is scheming and self-centered and his sort of kindness is mistaken for him being stupid and people kind of use him to their advantage. So it's kind of looking at can a kind person, how will they be treated in society and the world? Um, and I'm get I get the sense so far. I think that Dostoevsky, like <laughs> maybe many Russian authors, or maybe even more so than Tolstoy, has a pretty um, grim view of humanity. <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating, and it's interesting. This topics that he brought up, you know, niceness in a in a cynical world, and um, you know, moralism. Um, how these topics that the Russian, the great Russian authors in the 19th century, how it how you know these these topics relate to you know modern society you know it's a it's a theme through humanity oh yeah yeah so and then i think another book i'm reading with similar themes is clara and the sun the most recent book by kazu um by kazu uh, ishiguru he wrote never let me go and remains of the day and it's about an artificial friend so in the future you can kind of have this ai companion that kind of helps and talks with lonely children so i think with with the rise of ai and wow. technology and uh, loneliness throughout the u.s i think it is a fascinating and book and um he's always a very good writer um so i i recommend all his books yeah i'd like to, i'd like to read that book it uh maybe it can replace um our alexa <laughs> a better alexa okay um so last question and this 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 question um has to do with the zombie apocalypse so it's awesome. the the zombie apocalypse occurs uh what are you what are you going to do to try to stay alive or combat the zombie apocalypse I would say this is my idea toward any apocalyptic situation. So the apocalyptic movies always focus on the survivors, right? Like the 1% that survived. I would probably just embrace being part of the 99% who don't survive and just become a zombie. Because my thinking, you know, the shows like The Walking Dead, it looks miserable. You know, you're living out in this bunker, eating beans, you have no running water or electricity, you're constantly running for your life. Like, that just doesn't sound like a fun life. Why not be a zombie? I, it doesn't seem like they have consciousness, really. So you might not even have consciousness. And even if you did, you know, you would just would just probably wouldn't really suffer much. You just want to eat brains. So why struggle to be this human and survive in this harsh world? I I don't think I'm that special. I'll just be part of the 99% and become a zombie um, and just enjoy my life more. So you're just you're just going to submit to the zombies is what I'm hearing. I just say, yeah, you know, I just don't want to be eating beans, running for my life all the time. I just, it just doesn't sound that fun. So I took the opposite approach. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, to try to, to run away from, from the zombies. So my first thought is, you know, the zombie apocalypse happens. And before the electricity goes out, I'm going to try to eat as much, much pizza, candy, 
whatever I can microwave and nuke first. Um, so, so that's, you know, that's what I would do, you know, try to, try to eat all that, that, uh, food that I can cook first, you know, lots of steaks and stuff like that. But then eventually the, the power is going to go out. So yes. at, at that point, I think I'm heading, heading up as far north, north as possible. Cause I don't, I don't think that the zombies will like, my theory is that they won't like the cold. So I think that, you know, maybe they won't go to the Yukon in Canada. And so maybe could, you know, find, you know, build a little shelter there and do, do some fishing and live off of the, the seafood until uh, we get rescued, maybe by aliens that come and, you know, cause um, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories that the aliens have been studying the, the earth so maybe they'll see what's going on with the zombies and they come down and send a rescue mission to try to return the earth back to humans i like it i uh, you'll be the rebel and i'll just submit <laughs> our new zombie over so so listeners depending on on your point of view you know you've got two perspectives um so you know um i think we've we've covered our basis you know either Either survive, go up, go up north because the theory is the zombies don't like cold or, you know, just submit, you know, you, you won't have any consciousness and, you know, you just, you know, continue life eating, eating whatever human brains remain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. Okay, so uh, to wrap things up, you got the Yankees. I've got the Padres. You're going to visit. You're going to visit California. On your summer yep. vacation, I'm going to Chicago. So I like it. So, folks, any last thoughts on any any anything else in sports or non-sports related? Yeah, well, you know, I think baseball always think always shows the return of spring. Um, spring has been a little late to come to uh, Colorado. I think we we haven't had a day really above 63 yet. So, I hope wherever you are. Especially if you're up north, baseball sends some warmer weather. We get to spring, start to dream of the draft and training camps. Um, and if you're a Tottenham fan, the season will mercifully be over soon. So hang in there. Well, aren't we in fourth? Isn't Tottenham in fourth? Well, there's just a lot of apocalyptic um, <laughs> dystopic their coach has been fired their managing director which is sort of like their gm was banned for football for some financial schemes he ran when he was in um italy <laughs> so um, but isn't it isn't it um and this is a question to all our listeners out here is it is it more entertaining to be a fan of a team like Manchester City with no controversy that win that wins the Premier League most years, or is it more interesting to a team that finishes fourth and fifth but always has controversies that the man their manager wants to go back to Italy because they prefer Italian food to English food? I mean, what's more, is it more fun for the controversies or no controversies? I well, I think you know, I think Tottenham are very similar to the Mets in that when they have these few glorious moments that gives fans hope, but then when they fail, it's not just like, you know, Oh, they have a mediocre season. It's like, there has to be drama and personalities and collapses and all that. So, um, it's, it's never boring with the Mets and Tottenham. So, um, 
All yeah, right. it's, if you like soap operas, there you go. In the right place. Well, there's only one thing to do, and that's say, go Hawks, go Spurs, and let's go Mets. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Day one. It began and spread with alarming speed. For years after this day, you and other survivors will try to piece together any and all information you can remember and figure out when it happened, where, or even how. Some will think it was another virus flown in on a public airline flight. Others are sure it started right here in the U.S. Yet others think it just happened all over the world all at once. On day one, chaos reigns in cities around the world. Many people try to flee, only to end up getting stuck in traffic or huge freeway-blocking accidents and ending up at zombie bait. You're smart, though. You're a devoted infographics fan, after all. So you know the best thing to do if you aren't already in the outskirts of the city is to shelter in place. In case of nuclear attack, you want to get as low as possible and take shelter at the very core of a building, far from doors and windows as you can get. However, in a zombie apocalypse, it pays to have the high ground. So you'll enter the nearest high-rise and make your way up as far as you can go. Power will soon fail, and with it, the elevators, which means you'll have to climb dozens of flights of stairs to get up high. But that also means a zombie will, too. Barricading every door you come across, any zombie or hostile group of survivors would have to cross a gauntlet of blocked doors to get to you. And being that high up will help you avoid the attention of both zombies and marauding looters, who might arise with the collapse of civilization. Every office tower in America is going to be stocked with food and water, so you're set to ride out at least a week, maybe two, as you wait for the events to unfold below you. Maybe this is only a local event, and the military will soon respond to contain the situation, or at least fly out survivors. 